Well, hello there, and welcome to episode 19 of the Musical Connections podcast, and I am your host, Zach Snow. We got another great episode lined up for you this week, as we are speaking with singer-songwriter Danielle Hamel. She is also known by her stage name, It Could Be Frankie, as well as one half of Land of the Lakes. We talked to her about It Could Be Frankie, as well as Land of the Lakes, which they drop a brand new album coming up on April 25th, so that's some exciting news there. And we talk about our upbringings in central Newfoundland and uh, studying music at Concordia University and uh, University of Western Ontario and a whole lot more, including your East Coast Music Award nomination for Electronic Artist of the Year. And um, I can't wait for that new Land of the Lakes album. We'll have that on new fan releases when it does become available. But in the meantime, we have some great new fan releases for you this week. We got a couple of album drops from Newfoundland and Labrador's Finest, so let's get started with West Coast singer-songwriter from the country music genre, Jason Benoit. He released the full-length album, Time Traveler, this past Friday. And right now, here's the new single from that record. This is your Friday night on Newfound Releases as part of the Musical Connections podcast. I'll be your friend 
banger of a tune from Jason Benoit that is your Friday night. And I think I can see my house from here. The next new fan release comes from a Brazilian-born but St. John's residing duo, Anna and Eric. Here is I Can See Our House From Here on new fan releases as part of the Musical Connections podcast. inside 
great tune there from Anna and Eric. I can see our house from here. And we're now going to go to folk singer-songwriter Jordan Harnum. He's set to go back on tour with The Navigators to celebrate the release of The Navigators' fourth studio album, Babel's Cove. And right now, Jordan Harnum is working on an album himself set to come out later this year. Here's a second single from that record. Here's his take on West Moon on newfound releases as part of Musical Connections. Moon. And we are going to wrap up with singer-songwriter and 
videographer and filmmaker Ian Foster. He released his studio album as well as a film to go with the album as well. It is titled Close to the Bone. And here's the title track for you on newfound releases as part of the Musical Connections podcast. not simple It's reconnaissance for something more It's not open to us yet But I think that we can find the door
Alrighty, let's get to this week's conversation here on Musical Connections. We are next to connect with Danielle Hamel. She is also known by her stage name, It Could Be Frankie, and as well as one half of Land of the Lakes. A note on Land of the Lakes, they're dropping their brand new album coming out April the 25th. It is called Two States of Mind, and April 25th is when it will be coming out on all streaming services, with the vinyl release to follow. We talk about the Land of the Lakes, It Could Be Frankie, as well as her upbringings in central Newfoundland, aspiring to write music. And we're also going to be talking about her time studying music at universities outside of the province, one of them including Concordia. All that and so much more in our conversation with Danielle Amel. Alrighty, welcome back to the Musical Connections podcast, and I am your host, Zach Snow. Our ECMA coverage continues as we are going to be talking to one of the nominees for Electronic Artist of the Year. She also plays in a duo with her husband, Matthew Thompson, called Land of the Lakes. But this project she's up for an ECMA for is It Could Be Frankie. And she also studied music at Concordia and uh, at the University of West Ontario. Well, in interrogated well, Integrative Music Studies at Concordia and Popular Music and Culture at the University of Western Ontario. And uh, she's been up for many Music Anel and ECMA awards, and has also had her films, and, also, and has also had her music videos featured as part of various uh, film festivals here in town. Well, joining me right now to talk about her East Coast Music Award nomination and go back over her career in general, Daniel Hamel. She is known as It Could Be Frankie, and she's also one half of Land of the Lakes. Daniel joins me now on the Musical Connections podcast. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. And uh, thank you uh, for coming on. Congratulations again on your East Coast Music Award nomination. It's a big deal, I, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. It is. And you're one of 58 uh, nominations from this province, which is pretty insane. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm so happy to hear that. Now, I ask this questions for all my guests uh, on the Musical Connections podcast to start. Uh, how are things in your world right now, Danielle? Oh, how are things? I guess busy. <laughs> well, everyone's busy. I know that. But right. um, <laughs> I've, I'm making making music nowadays. It feels different after the pandemic. It feels it's hard to hard to keep up a, a you know a high pace anymore. I feel like that's the temperature that people are feeling. And uh, also, as my husband, as parents, we're finding. You know, we want to be more present with our with our kids because of the age they are at right now. So everything, we're just mm-hmm. taking things slow. Yeah, for sure. That's really all you can do now because, like, especially with the pandemic, um, like, nothing was happening. No tours were happening. No shows were happening. So really it was an opportunity for everyone to, you know, make music and really just, you know, like, even have some stuff like make music during that time, but also having the background and just wait for the right time to release it, which uh, in your case, uh, when it comes to uh, Otter, it could be Frankie Orlando, the lakes, it's uh, right now. Yeah, that's definitely because uh, it's funny. The Lando Lakes album, which is which is coming out soon in a month, that was started before this It Could Be Frankie album. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so it came out a month, a year the It Could Be Frankie album came out in August 2022, and we're, we were still working away in the background at this this other one, which is coming out next month. So, it's, yeah, everything has a longer timeline. Things, you know, when you lose momentum in a project, it is hard to get it back. I think that happens with mm-hmm. not a lot of projects over the pandemic. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. Now, I want to go back to uh, growing up in, because uh, you're originally from Glovertown, but you made the move here to yeah. St. John's, I uh, would say, imagine your teenage years or your adult years. But um, what was life, yeah. life uh, like growing up in Glovertown, and what drew you to music? Yeah, Glovertown, that's been the hub. My parents, like my mom's from there, uh, I and we used to go there every summer. I grew up in so many places. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's like, I grew up in uh, thinking of just high school years, Fogo Island. <laughs> Again, Glovertown is where I graduated. So that's, I, that's like the easy answer is like I was from Glovertown, but um, uh, Pool Cove, <laughs> like the tiny town outside the uh, uh, Bellorum, like that area, had Breton area. Okay. Uh, yeah, there, also in Nova Scotia at one point in my junior high years. But, town called Loomis. So it's a longer story, but Glovertown, yes. That was senior high years and graduating. So when you move around a lot, you your friends change a lot. Mm-hmm. And that that changes I, I suppose that changes your relationship to the, your interests or thing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it definitely affected, you know, why I, w- I was always into, into music. I was listening to music. I didn't write music until I met Matthew, and he was always writing his own music. And it okay. kind of gave me, like, I want to, yeah. So I was always listening and consuming music, you know, as it, like, takes over your identity in your teenage years. But, you know, he was... When I met him, he already had two or three albums. When I say when I met him, he was in 17 at the time. So that was very impressive to me, obviously. Yeah. Like, what do you mean, like, writing albums? I want in on this. <laughs> 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I want to go to that next because uh, you and Matthew Thompson, who is now uh, – who uh, I say you've been a uh, husband and wife now for many years now. You have two kids together. Um, yeah. You were playing together since 2002, uh, just before we uh, started this conversation. I found out you were playing for two decades, really. You started as the Corduroys and Open Fields before settling on Land of the Lakes. But I want to go back to yeah. uh, when you two really first met. Um, what was that like for you, and uh, what drew you to each other? Yeah, definitely the love of music. Uh I mean that was it when you're when you're a teenager and you find someone else who likes the same you know likes the same stuff that's but you hit it off right off the bat we we wrote embarrassing first songs together like I wouldn't <laughs> even play I wouldn't play them for anyone oh my god and then, yeah I don't even know they probably exist on a cassette tape somewhere <laughs> like really sappy <laughs> You gotta start somewhere, right? You gotta start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and then so then the, we became corduroys. We did our first year of university here at, at in at Memorial, and we did play. And that was two thousand two to two thousand three. We did play locally. We played Barnon and the ship and that kind of thing before we took off to Montreal. Both of us in our second year, and we didn't play that much up there. It was a little intimidating. <laughs> to be living in Montreal and playing. But we did, that 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 became, so 
and sick. We've re- released two year, two albums of the Corduroys. Again, you don't have to look that up. <laughs> I don't think that exists anywhere. I don't think that there might be something on YouTube. <laughs> and you know how there's, there's always these, uh, this, these sites that rip off, not rip off, but like they do, they have the torrents and things of the oh, old. Oh yeah. Like lime wires and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, there's like this repository of people who try to keep like St. John's music from that time. So I've oh, seen her out and floating around that. So if you wanted to find it, you probably could. I mean, I don't even know how if we have the files anymore. Oh wow! <laughs> that kind of thing. But like, yeah. but like at the same time, like you got to start somewhere when it comes to uh to the music scene. I mean, uh, yeah. Even though like you do have like those very early albums as Corduroys. I mean, it was really yeah. your first taste into what really has turned into a two decade plus career for you. Yeah, it's a it's a one huge long journey. It feels like now it, we've joked now that like we're just hitting our stride. Like you know how you you think you get in your head, you think you, what you want to achieve, and then you do it, and it's not like oh, it's a good try. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting closer to producing what. Well, is more in our heads, I guess. So, like hitting your stride. Yeah. Uh-huh. The open, yeah. I said the open field stuff you can find. It is on uh, on Spotify and all that kind of thing. It's mostly a uh, we we released we put on Spotify the best of <laughs> a best of EP. You can't mm-hmm. find all of it. That's it. Oh yeah. But um, it, it was pretty cool how like you really explained those early years in music because that was really one of my next questions. But now we're gonna go to um, you studying music. Uh, so you've done integrated music studies at Concordia, and then you've done popular music and culture at the University of Western Ontario. Um, yeah. So was popular music always something that you really were interested in studying and uh, integrated music? So tell me a little bit about those years. Yeah, well, studying music was definitely important to us because I don't know, just knowing the basics I find a lot of musicians you def- you play by ear and people who play by ear are fantastic musicians like so much of the knowledge is innate mm-hmm. but when you do when you do study it formally you start to uh, make more connections with more more synapses firing and you so I wouldn't take back learning how to write a fugue <laughs> you know I wouldn't take back that knowledge for a uh-huh. second. Yeah, I, it informs and the music I was exposed to informs a lot of what I do. Like I, that's how I was exposed to minimalism as a style of music, and that's, that's like that's the basis for it. Could be Frankie is you know the avant-garde scene of Philip Glass and those types of composers. That's who I try to emulate. I said, and what drew me to Western. University of Western Ontario as I gravitated towards musicology and like music history mm-hmm. and music theory and that kind of thing. But I, I did find that university study, you know, it needs to slowly change, but it's mostly c- concerned with, you know, analyzing Beethoven or you know, all the canon things. I, I wanted to study pop music. I, I wanted to to you know, do a paper on Beyonce. I wanted to, oh my god, like that, like that kind of thing. So that's the thing that you could do when you study uh, 
So it was a musicology, like music history, popular culture studies, media theory, uh, master's program. That was that was fascinating. Yeah. I did it for fun. I did it because I wanted. I wanted to. It's just when something when something interests you, you can't. There's not many other. It's kind of like there's no other reason to do it except you want to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's really interesting. So, um, I want to go now to 2015. Of course, uh, of course, you and uh, Matt have been uh, playing together up till uh, for over a decade uh, at this point. But when you really hit your stride was with Land of the Lakes. You released that first album in 2015, and then uh, 2017 was your second album, and it did spawn the single Zamboni. Now, this was a really huge <laughs> hit for you guys. Um, it was featured at the St. John's International Women's Film Festival. The video I'm talking about here the uh, Nickel Independent Film Festival, and you were also up for uh, Music NL's uh, Video of the Year at uh, 2018 uh, Music NL Awards in Twillingate, and then you also were awarded the Nickel Emerging Filmmaker of the Year. So 2018 was a big year for you guys. Uh, what was that like for you? Yeah, the, the, that album was, was fun. I could, the, that was the, the, the kids' album. I could go into then how we started that. We... So it, I can back up that when we left Montreal and came to St. John's, we came here with a baby in tow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we, <laughs> so when we, we moved here in 20, in 2012 with a three month old and we weren't really looking at, uh, you know, making music. We had done up like, felt like we had been there, done that. We're here now. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was actually the European Challenge. We did the European Challenge in 2014 and 2015. So the Atlanta Lakes album was in 2015, RPM. And that was kind of like this way to ease into the scene here. We met so many people. It's such a welcoming community that I do I do credit that. And because, because of the state of our lives at that time, the whole idea of writing and recording an album in 30 days or 28 days sorry because oh, wow was uh was the only way that we could attempt that kind of thing so if both both those land voice albums the first two were uh, rpi challenges oh wow <laughs> yeah the 2015 and the 2017 which was our, the album for kids so when we wrote the 2017 one our kids were five and three so it was like an album for for them kind of like a little snapshot of their interests at that time which is all trucks (laughs) and then ponies and yeah yeah that's pretty cool um and is around the time uh, when you really uh, established yourself here in st john's uh in the mid 2010s you also spent five years or actually five and a half years as marketing communications officer for the LSPU Hall Resource Center for the Arts. And uh, LSPU Hall is a really wonderful venue. I was down there to see Justin Fancy there a month ago. And uh, it's a really good venue. And uh, it's the first time I've been there in quite some time. So uh, what was that experience like working down at the LSPU Hall? My gosh, if if you want to work somewhere where you're at the center of everything, (laughs) like the crossroads of the arts community, it is a fantastic place to work. Absolutely. Uh, you know, everything comes theater, dance, film, music. It all happens 
it all happens there. So yeah, talk about ways to, you know, get to find out about the arts community or, you know, feel integrated. That's a hub. <laughs> that is the hub for me in, in St. John's. So, fantastic place. Absolutely. Um, so now let's actually go to, it could be Frankie. Now, uh, when uh, Land of the Lakes was really like, after that very first album of uh, Land of the Lakes, you released your first album under the moniker, It Could Be Frankie. So uh, tell me a little bit about the inspiration about that name, uh, It Could Be Frankie. Uh, where'd you get that from? <laughs> yeah, so I mentioned before the exposure to to uh, minimalism being like such an important part in my musical journey. So it mm-hmm. comes from a Philip Glass opera, Einstein on the Beach, where the libretto, the, the words of the opera... At one point, it's like, it could be Frankie. It could be very fresh and clean. It could get the real work for these workers. <laughs> it could be Frankie. It, could be... it just repeats that. And it's so weird. And it's so, like, you don't, it's words for the sake of, of their, it, no meat. Like, they're, they're divorced from meeting oh, and wow. the absurdity of it all is, was, was transformative for me. So I find a lot of stuff I do has that same, I, I, like, it just changed my way of thinking of, of music being repetitive and being absurdist and just having that feeling when you're, like, just trying to recreate the feeling I get when I listen to it. Mm-hmm. I am trying to do it, do it through, through It Could Be Frankie. So, yeah, the word itself comes from a folk class opera. <laughs> Oh wow, that's that's wicked. Yeah. Now, um, uh, so who are some of your influences for that particular band? Um, of course, you mentioned minimalism. There, uh, yeah. Like, uh, your sound is described here on um your uh, website, um, avant-garde meets uh, artistic pop. So, uh, is avant is there some some avant-garde music like maybe a little bit of, like Yoko Ono in there or something like that? Maybe it's like some modern like. 2010s uh, synth pop in there as well. So, what are some of your influences? Uh, Joanna Newsom is a huge, huge influence for me. <laughs> in fact, I cover one of her songs on my second album. That was a cover, a cover album. Oh, okay. the twenty, yeah, the twenty eighteen album. I can't remember twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Twenty eighteen, I think that album came out. Yeah, so Joanna Newsom. Just for being this like weird art song, you know, uh, her 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 voice is striking. <laughs> the way she uses the way she uses uh, just tells stories and takes you along for the ride with these beautiful moments. You know, it's for me. All of her songs are always about these like growing to these moments and shifting away. It's not. It's uh it's not a linear way of writing songs or it is a linear way. It's not, it's, it's more of like a ride versus a, here's a pop song, here's a chorus. That's so inspiring to me. Yeah. It's like you're on a journey. Yeah. Yeah. A journey with the peeps and the falls and the hills. And then like this one moment where like you have to, like you got to stay for the whole song just for that one moment. Uh (laughs) That kind of thing. Yeah. Wonderful. Now, um, I'm going to go to your, your most recent album, which you released back in August, which is uh, Adina, and that's actually up for an East Coast Music Award this year for Electronic uh, Artist slash Recording of the Year. Um, tell me a little bit about that album and uh, what the process for recording that was like. Yeah, 
Well, I was happy it was it was up. It's the the other two also received nom- the same nomination, so it was it was almost like um, I can't, I can't like those things like can't break the streak. <laughs> what if this one's a dud? Um, and th- this process was much longer than the other two. <laughs> It's much longer, but it was only it was only six songs in this one. So it's, it's when I talk about the RPM challenge being such a great way to come up with music. When you this was this was a much longer a, a longer process. I don't think it's actually that healthy to stay thinking about songs for for two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you get you get less sick you get more, like you, your your uh, by the time the album comes out you're like I've already heard this song yes <laughs> a <Okay>. thousand times <laughs> so it it's um it, it feels it feels like I've lived in that world for a very long time in the world of, of Adina even when it came out I remember thinking like I've listened to so much music since then I would make something totally different if I made it right now, <laughs> just because of how long how long it took to come out. So it feels. I would say that the last song on Adina, or I've I've been pronouncing it. I know I'm not I'm not pronouncing it the way you know it's supposed to. I've been saying Edna because I'm thinking of like the Garden of, of Eden or something when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. But I say the last song is more of the direction I see the project going <laughs> in the future. Uh-huh. The future evolution. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, um, of course, you're one of 58 nominations from this province, and um, it's actually an uh, improvement from last year's uh, East Coast Music Awards, which uh, Newfoundland Labrador had 46 nominations, or actually 45 nominations to my collection. That's uh, my, my math's not good on that there. <laughs> but um, 58 yeah. nominations from this province, it really goes to show, and I've said this countless times on the podcast over the past couple of weeks and past few months, that 58 nominations is a testament to the work that Music and L has done to really cultivate our music here and share it everywhere, which is really part of their new vision that they have uh, just, you know, put forward at uh, Music and L. Um, yeah. How does it feel to be part of one of the 58 nominees from this province? Like, how does it feel? Well, I think that's great because going to DCMEs in the past and you see, you see, like, okay, there's a lot of the other provinces here, but you just like, you're yearning to see more Newfoundlanders there. Like you're excited to see more Newfoundlanders. Right. So, <laughs> so the fact that there's such a strong showing like this year at ECMAs is going to feel like even more pride. I don't know. One of those like rising tide with solved boats. Like I hope people realize that, you know, strength in numbers, like you don't have to look over here. <laughs> You got to look a little bit more east. There's stuff happening. So I hope that's the strong message this time. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, do you have any plans to be up in Halifax uh, coming up in May? Uh, what are your plans for East Coast Music Awards, if you're going up there or not? I hope to be. I am looking into all the things. I've got the hotels booked just in case I make it. <laughs> uh, looking into the, the grant systems of how you can... Uh, how you can financially help that trip but that's where that's what i'm hoping now 
yeah, fingers crossed yeah. that we do make it up there and really get to meet some of the uh, people that are like really making some noise in the Maritimes and also meet some like some delegates there too that you can really like potentially work with in the near future because uh, just coming yeah. out of the Music Nell Awards uh, or Music Celebration Week in Cornerbrook uh, back in October, it was such an amazing thing to see a lot of Newfoundland Labrador artists talk with all these uh, delegates from uh, inside or outside the province and outside the country and really, you know, making some deals and really uh, getting their careers uh, to that next level. So hopefully uh, it bodes the same for you and many of the other nominees that are heading out to uh, Halifax in May. Yeah, no, and then I went to the ECMA conference, the last one, in Fredericton. And oh, wow. Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, This if I go this year, it'll be my fourth or fifth time going. Oh, so, wow. The, <laughs> so, yeah, I know, I know, like, how important it is, and I know like, all the people that you, all the people that you meet, and the meetings are all fantastic. And Halifax is a great city to visit. I went to, back to the last, Last time I was in Halifax five years ago, I went to Kent City and cover album I did was nominated for the same. Okay. For the same one. <laughs> so, the, uh, yes, super, like what it, it is, it's a great vibe, the whole thing. So many, so many opportunities, so many people to meet. You're socially, like, drained by the end from the, from all the meetings. Gotta psych myself up for doing it again. Me, please do. I mean, like, especially you know, to be up for an award yourself, like, you really gotta psych yourself up too, because really, if you don't have much belief in yourself, um, like, you really don't, um, you really can't yeah, be the best yeah. version of yourself. Yes, yes, you really have to sell your your, your uh, be your best uh, salesperson. Yeah, you really gotta sell yourself. Yeah, yeah. Now, um. Of course, uh, you mentioned that Land of the Lakes is re- dropping a new album uh, next month, and uh, or I'd say by the time this podcast does drop, it'll be out in the next few weeks or so, and we will definitely be featuring that on the podcast through newfound releases. But um, any more new projects on the way when it comes to, uh, like, say, uh, any new shows coming up? Uh, you're working on a brand new, it could be Frankie album. Uh, what's what's on the what's on the way for you? Yeah, I, well, depending on when this podcast comes out, I'm playing at the ship on April eighth. And I'm playing with uh, another East Coast Electronic Artist of the Year nominee, Rich O'Coin, on June 14th at the Rock House. And I can plug I know, our album, our Land of the Lakes album, uh, Two States of Mind, is coming out April 23rd on all streaming platforms. And also plug the Matthews over here on a fantastic project lately called The Elvis and Undertow. They just released their second EP, Field EP. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, awesome. that's what's happening here. So um, for people who want to find out more about uh, either you or uh, Land of the Lakes, uh, where can they go? So uh, you can go, my website is, uh, it could be frankie.ca, landofthelakes.ca. I'm on Bandcamp. Both, both bands are on Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, streaming on Spotify. Oh, I have a vinyl. I've, I I have a vinyl that I'm selling at all of these shows. I'm excited to have something physical. I've been a digital only release artist until now. <laughs> so if you're, if you're at any of these shows, or if you're at Fred's, that's at Fred's, and the Land of Lakes vinyl is on is ordered whenever it shows up, it'll also be at Fred's. 
Wonderful. Well, Daniel Hamel, uh, thank you so much for joining me on the Musical Connections podcast. Congratulations once again on your East Coast Music Award nomination for Adina from It Could Be Frankie. And, uh, of course, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, New Land of the Lakes and uh, hearing what that album sounds like. And I'm also looking forward to seeing what you got in store over the next couple of months. So uh, thanks again for joining me on Musical Connections. You have a wonderful day and uh, all the best to you in May uh, in Halifax. Thank you so much. There we have it. That was my conversation with singer-songwriter Danielle Hamel, one half of Land of the Lakes. Here's the title track from her most recent EP, This is Adina.
there we go. That wraps up episode 19 of the Musical Connections podcast. Big thank you to Danielle Hamel for joining me this week. And next week, we're going to be speaking to co-founder of the Kubasonics and musician, Brian Cherwick. So stay tuned for that. That'll drop next Tuesday at 12 noon. And all new episodes of Musical Connections drop every Tuesday at 12 noon, Newfoundland Standard Time. Subscribe to it on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to leave a comment there while you're at it. It helps out the show a lot. And if you've got new music for the newfound releases portion of Musical Connections or would like to be a guest, email me, musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com. Thank you so much for supporting the music of this province, and thank you for connecting. I've been your host of Musical Connections, Zach Snow. Stay safe and please be kind to one another, and until next time, safe home.